0: what is going on guys and welcome to the maker made podcast this is episode 43 brought to you by no cry gear joined as usual by my good buddy dog what's up what's up how we doing today my guy doing well it is
1: what day is it today thursday
0: thursday is it? february
1: 9th It's a good day um sun's out stopped raining so gonna get outside and do some work after this how about you how's uh nice what's up for you today um
0: it's been a crazy day uh in terms of weather it's pretty cool i would say it's like sunny 65 but very windy which is a little less than ideal and it's actually really funny because today is the first day of the waste management phoenix open the golf tournament the huge Mm -hmm. golf tournament out here uh out in scottsdale and i was watching the uh had my ipad propped up in the shop today while i was sanding and i was watching it and i was like you know i don't watch a ton of pro golf but they are not playing very good. Like, this doesn't look that good. And then I realized, oh, yeah, there's literally gusts that are like 25 miles an hour out there right now. So a uh, little less than ideal conditions to play golf. But uh, And I wish I was going to that tournament, but schedule won't permit it, and uh, the leg probably would not do very good walking around out there all day. Yeah.
1: I um, What did I go to in uh, Jacksonville, TPC, the Players' Championship, over in Jacksonville? Uh, when I, um, I lived in... Pensacola, Florida. My brother was in Jacksonville. We got tickets and just walked the course. Um, Walked, like, Tiger Tee off. That was years ago, so that's before his his accident. Uh, Most recent accident. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that was super fun. Um, I would rather watch golf than actually golf, which is like saying you'd rather watch somebody watch paint dry than watch paint dry (laughs) yourself. Um, But... I just never, I mean, we talked offline a lot about how much I do not like golf, but I do mm-hmm. enjoy watching it, which is, again, funny to me because it's really not like an super exciting well, sport.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, like. I don't know. I'm trying to think back to when I didn't play golf because I've only been playing golf for less than two years and I didn't really watch golf before that, Mm -hmm. but I didn't like if it was on, I would look at it. You know what I mean? Like, especially if like Tiger was on or like Rory, like the big names Mm -hmm. that are out there. um, It's pretty easy to follow those guys I mean Tiger specifically. Obviously, he's like the Jordan of golf, so everyone knows who he is and it's easy to watch him. But uh I don't I didn't watch a ton of it. And I still don't watch a ton of it. I love playing, which is funny, uh compared to your situation. But yeah. This is uh, probably the first tournament that I will watch every day of, I think. Nice. And that's just because my interest has peaked. And it's kinda cool that they're playing here at a course that I could play at here at any time I wanted. So pretty cool. And then uh back to what you said about uh what I got going on in the shop. Um that table i'm supposed to be delivering that tomorrow that five foot square table we've had so many delays with that thing um but i'm excited to get it out of the shop tomorrow and get paid for it obviously and so i'm simultaneously working on that or i guess i'm, I'm working on i had to re i had to sand the base down i had some issues with the finish on it so today i refinished the base okay and uh and I'm also working on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven charcuterie boards. And they're actually, I just got them ordered. It's an order of four and an order of th- three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, that's seven. Uh, I just got those ordered like in the last week and I had like the perfect amount of material on hand and <laughs> yeah. And I was able to just, I'm able to work on them while I'm waiting for other things to occur, like waiting for finish to dry. Like, sure. I can go mill up a few strips of wood to make a couple of cutting boards, you know, yeah. Um, and then now I'm actually waiting for a, a local maker to come by. He's uh, been looking for work and I was like, Hey, I got a bunch of sanding that you could do. I'll happily pay you to take I'll that on. For that. Me. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So that'll be cool. And it'll be nice that, uh, I'll, I'll be focusing on like some CNC stuff while he's in, in there sanding and, uh, hopefully be super productive. And it's nice that I'm able to sneak away and we can get this episode recorded. Cause trying to keep that rhythm going, baby. Yeah
1: um that sounds pretty solid um especially to outsource sanding because sanding is no fun yeah is it for the charcuterie No. uh it'll be a little bit of that it'll be a little bit of
0: uh, another tabletop i'm working on and kind of whatever else i come up with i guess but yeah definitely i I don't hate sanding actually and speaking of sanding i uh don't know if i talked about this already but i recently got a one of those surf prep vacuums have you seen those uh i got that in the end of december i believe no no, the beginning of december didn't use it a ton but uh i had to start having some issues with it i started smelling like a burning smell which is something i've smelt before but i couldn't identify it and i went around and i like sniffed the vacuum i couldn't see any obviously flames or anything like that so i just kind of like let it be and it would only happen every once in a while when i was using it and then a couple days ago, I went to go fire it up and it like would s- slowly start up and then just burn out mm. and contacted Surf Preps customer service and uh, they ended up, we figured out it was burnt brushes. And then once she said that, I was like, oh, that's exactly that smell. Oh yeah. Like a, when I a drill burns couldn't...
1: out or something like that.
0: Exactly. Or, oh yeah. Or the old I unfortunately brushes. know that all too well, but for some reason I didn't think about it at the time. Uh, and I guess not with that brand new piece of equipment, but I guess it was some kind of like manufacturing error. It's obviously no fault of surf preps, really. Uh, well, but, they, uh, so they the
1: manufacturer, no,
0: no, I mean, it's manufactured somewhere in China. I'm sure oh, somewhere overseas. Prep. Okay, Yeah, I think, I mean, unless they are manufactured here, which would shock me. Um, yeah, there's no way. Cause I, I remember that when I ordered it, they were back ordered and they came over here I assume on a slow boat from China because they were talking about when the port, when the boat comes in a port, I don't know, gotcha. not my business either way. But anyway, they uh, anyway, they took care of it very quickly, which is awesome. They uh, I called them on Friday, got on the phone with a real person right away and uh, chatted about the issue. She was super friendly and uh, they sent me out a new one that day and it came like three days later. So not mad about that. So I got that all set up today. And I've been, of course, using it sanding today, which has been very nice. It's a really nice little shop vac. Yeah, that's
1: I've heard good things about it, but I'm very skeptical because they're like a newer company in the last maybe like three or four years that kind of popped up. Right. Um, And I've heard both good and bad things about it. Um, So Mm -hmm. uh, I am not at a point where, number one, I need a new sander. um, But I, I did see some of those like square sanders that you can get contours really well. Um, yeah, and if, I have that one. Yeah, if you're doing like refinishing on table bases and they're like rounded or concave or they've got like the weird cove shapes, like those are really good for that. Right. That's um, pretty cool. That's um, cool that they got back to you so quickly too. Yeah, that's obviously, you know,
0: saves the situation and makes me much happier about it all. Uh, I, I have that four by three square pad sander with their foam-backed abrasives, mm-hmm. and that thing is a must when doing like kind of like what you mentioned, you know, stuff with like uh, intricate trim or edging, yeah. and you need to refinish it. But uh, I've never used their ROS sanders, the circular orbital sanders, but kind of like what you said, I've heard good and bad. But I'm pretty impressed with the vacuum so far. It's super comparable I assume to the Festool vacuums it's got pretty big capacity to it and uh, it's got the HEPA filters and it came with like five different bags good attachments good hose length the whole nine yards oh and it's got that like the auto plug-in feature which I really like so when your sanders plugged into it and the sander turns on it turns on the back yeah I've been putting off having something like that for a while, obviously, you know, I've gone multiple years without a fancy sander and I was going to get a Festool, but that surf prep popped up and it was more, it was less expensive than the Festool one. I said, why not give it a whirl? Yeah. I, uh, for the
1: longest time, I just had like a rigid shop vac and mm-hmm. I plugged into the outlet, turned it on, or I had one of those remote outlets is what I had. So I plugged a, a wireless remote thingy into the outlet and plugged the shop yeah. back into that and just left it on. So when I started to sand, I would hit the on button. Um, same thing with like the domino and the track saw, I would flip the little button on. And then I ended up getting the um, tool with the auto start and stop. When you're doing dominoes, I I hate leaving tools running so much. <laughs> so I would shut my shop back off between like if I'm doing a table with like six dominoes on a side, I would like, do all six, flip it, um like turn the shot back back on do it and then i would like turn it off in between sides um and uh same like track stock cuts i just i love the auto start stop those couple seconds here and there uh that it saves adds up like a lot it's just a convenience instead of tripping over cords turning on your vacuum stuff like that it's just right there
0: yeah i actually uh First off, I was sanding with no dust collection for a really long time, two or three years. And then the past year, I had a really nice shop vac that uh, I bought uh, one of those relay things to where I could plug the shop vac and the sander into and then plug it into the wall. And it essentially did that auto on and off feature. But the cool thing about these dust extractors is obviously the much nicer filters they have. and. Uh, I don't. Not all of them have it, but this one that I have has like that automatic
1: filter cleaning thing. Oh, I hate those things. Why? Well, maybe yours is different, but Charlie just got one a couple of weeks ago, and you're sanding, and like every seven seconds, it's like, boom, 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 like it shakes oh, yeah. the
0: freaking room. Oh, I hate oh it. yeah, mine doesn't do that. It definitely does like a boom, 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 but
1: it's not I'm not going to knock down a wall if you're or anything. Sanding, and have ear pro in with music playing, it still like like jolts you. Um, oh, yeah, I can't, can't hear mine, because uh, it's so loud. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's intense. Cynthia, you're the best. It
0: scared me at first, I didn't expect it. Yeah, I was like, Is there something wrong with my shop back? I actually messaged someone that had the
1: surf prep vacuum, I was like, Is mine broken or what's going on here? And then I figured it out. Yeah, I, I can't stand that. I would rather just kick my shop back a couple times every once in a while. <laughs> I also, I think the, he has the Bosch and it's so frequent that I'm like, it's, I feel like we're kind of doing overkill here, maybe like every <laughs> minute of sanding, but I swear it's like every seven seconds, um, huh. on the Bosch, um, again, I get the, the uh, concept behind the, the idea behind Clearing. it, but, you know, cleaning the, mm. the filter out not letting it get clogged, but definitely seems overkill in my opinion. Um, <laughs> long story short, so yours doesn't do that. Uh, no my festival which which one you have the, yeah the festival I... midi one i i like it a lot the um the bag is not easy to change on mine um but i've had that's it for weird like i don't know how that's even possible two and a half years now and but now i have the dust topper attachment so I, I don't really have to empty it nearly as much um so it hasn't really been an issue but
0: interesting so what do you have to do i mean it might be hard to explain but like what do you have to do to replace the back i mean let me tell you about mine and you can tell me if yours is really that much more difficult so i take the top off which is like two little clamps on the side and i take top assembly Mm -hmm. off set it to the side and then literally there's a a hole in the bag that's like got like a plastic piece in it that i just pop over the inlet where the hose sucks into if that Mm -hmm. makes sense uh and there's no, it's just friction fit, and it fits perfectly mm-hmm. on there.
1: Yeah, the so similar. You take off the top, and the bag sits in the bottom, but has a like collet almost to like connect to the hose that sticks in from the top. So it has like threads? No, it's like a. I mean, it's no, it's just plastic, like PVC, also. like a PVC fitting. Yeah, but and it's supposed to be like a friction fitting, like you were talking about but it doesn't stay that well. So I basically have to put the bag on the top with the top upside down, uh, because the Festool vacs are flat on the top. So they sit really well upside down um, when I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And then I put the bottom on the top while it's still upside down and then latch it. Cause oh, otherwise it, the bag just falls out into the bottom. Um,
0: I'm I'm looking at a picture right now of the Festool 574837CT Midi 1 HEPA Bluetooth dust extractor. <laughs> and it, what is that green pedal button thing on the front bottom that, portion? that's the
1: cleaner. That's the filter cleaner. Well, you just kick that. You press it and it like like flicks something inside. Interesting. So
0: yeah, so you have to manually do that. It's kind of like just a I I almost like hearing it now because I know that it's working, so I don't know. But when I have like my AirPods in, I can't just hear it. So that's obviously nice, and I don't feel it in the sander or anything. Uh, but definitely caught me off guard at first. Yeah. So maybe you're just not used to it because obviously I wasn't used to it at first. But if you had the whatever level up vacuum, you'd probably get used to it pretty quick.
1: Yeah, I mean he he shuts that that feature off on his.
0: Oh yeah, really? It's, I didn't it's know that, that was a it's thing.
1: That aggravating. It is so loud. Um, that's crazy. You said it's a Bosch one that he has. Yeah, Bosch cuz he has the Bosch Sander. Um, but yeah. I it's it's funny that you know buying a Festool vac, I think it was like 500-600 bucks for a shop vac.
0: And it says
1: 679 for that one. The one I have or the Bosch. Yeah. The one you have. Um it was I think it was less than that back when I bought it. Um, but it's they're not they're not glamorous things to buy it's not like oh i'm so excited to go buy a vacuum like it's very much just a thing that you have to buy that you want to get a nice one it's not like to me a domino or a new track style like those are cool tools that help out Um, like when i when i was doing research on dust collectors like this is just not fun it's a lot of money mm-hmm. for something that you absolutely need, um, <laughs> right? But it's definitely not.
0: It's definitely not an exciting tool to acquire. Yeah,
1: it's not like oh look at look at my new, vacuum. Well, maybe it is. It, it's it, it's exciting well, when well, you have the- it, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, it's not a glamorous purchase at all.
0: I also can't think of a lot better things than having really good dust collection like especially when sanding it just is so nice to not have i mean obviously and just for your own safety you know dust collection and dust extraction is pretty high on the priority list for your own well-being Def- definitely a so. necessity that's for sure yeah but like the i mean festivals got several of those vacuums all ranging from Let's see. The cheapest one, there's $399, and that's like a real basic one. $399 all the way up to $1,100. That's crazy. Sounds about right. They
1: are nice, though. I will say that. Yeah. I mean, it it does a really good job. Um, (laughs) I think the only time I've ever really had issues with it was uh, I was trimming the epoxy console uh, console table table that I made uh, before Christmas, and it was like an edge cut and the epoxy got like superheated and basically melted inside the hose. Not, not oh, melted, geez. but soft enough. And then rehardened <laughs> in the, in, luckily in the connection from the tool, my, my saw to the hose. So I could kind of like just pull it out and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I opened, Dude, you've had the weirdest epoxy situation. No, that I is swear. a, if you're cutting epoxy with a track saw, I don't use dust collection anymore because it gets so jammed up um, on any tool that I've ever cut epoxy with. That epoxy um, flakes or dust or saw shavings are just the worst. Um, Hmm. But I took off the side of my track saw so I could see the blade. The entire Uh length of it was just packed with epoxy. Um, Like absolutely 100%. I had a screwdriver and I was like popping it all out. Well, it's like a static thing. It's It's a static thing with epoxy. And it doesn't help that when you heat epoxy, it gets like pliable again. And then it fits to all of the little air gaps. Um, So, yeah, no fun.
0: I've like definitely routered epoxy before. And, you know, the the shavings just stick
1: to you. It's terrible. Yeah, I have a a pair of Navy uh, like uniform overalls. Uh, like or like coveralls, like they're like long sleeve one piece like flight suit looking thing, and I just uh mm-hmm. whenever I do epoxy, I wear that because it just gets everywhere and I shake it out outside and then leave it in the shop. Um, <laughs> nice, and then, yeah, but i'm I'm kinda speaking of epoxy, um, I'm working on my kitchen table. I kind of have all the prep work, all the math, all the numbers, quantities of stuff that I need. Um, I just posted my Instagram story about this catalpa catalpa wood. It is so pretty. It's like this deep yeah, gonna... golden, dark honey, whatever you want syrup, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I casted my vote for that one on your story, yeah. so I was going to ask you about that too. Did is, did that win? Yeah. I did, I was like it's... probably
0: one of the first pe- people
1: to well, vote. Someone voted on the on the first. It was like fifty fifty, and this is why I kind of did it. I posted a story asking which one I should do then I water popped them or use mineral spirits to show the colors right and originally it was uh 54% to 46% in favor of the catalpa I color popped them and it went to 60% to 40% so i think people saw the color and then maybe a few more bit off onto it um mm-hmm. but so yeah that's going to be a project i'm talking to promise epoxy which is formerly incredible solutions and pro marine and they've uh blended into one one epoxy brand and i'm trying to get that done that would be like probably three gallons and then i want to pour finally my chessboard if they ever reply to me and give me more epoxy because i really want more epoxy um but if not then i'm just going to buy it somewhere because i i don't want to delay these projects because i'll just keep staring at these gorgeous slabs in my shop wanting to do something um yeah but i've got a couple fun projects so
0: nice yeah, i have a i've been working actually so i've been thinking a lot recently the past like two weeks about like what projects for myself i want to tackle because i said that this year was going to be the year that i take on a lot more projects for Here myself we are in, March, or and, in february uh, and heaven. yep we're going to get started on one soon <laughs> The the biggest, the highest priority ones are outfeed table and CNC table, which will hopefully happen this month. Well, That's not a really fun
1: um, for me project. That's a for the shop
0: project. Yeah, it still counts. I mean, come on, I'm trying here. But okay, a real for me one is uh, I've I've been saying this forever that I wanted to make my ch- my own chess board and mm-hmm. set as well. And uh, I finally <laughs> now that sat we played chess together, you want to make a chess board? <laughs> no, I've I've been wanting to do it for like a year now. I just haven't done it. But uh, I have, I finally sat down and I made the CNC file for my plan mm-hmm. for it. Well, it's going to be like partially CNC, partially normal woodworking. And I'll be trying out some new techniques, which would be kind of nice. Gotcha. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a very different chess set. It's not going to be your typical wood chess set. Um, I'm going to do the pieces, I think. I'm going to do kind of like retro. 70s 80s like neon pink and neon blue okay i don't know I gotta, I gotta try out some finishing ideas i've been looking have you ever heard of unicorn spit no it's like a wood dye and i'm hoping to use like maple and put that on there and then hit it with like some super glossy clear coat and then it'll look like a neon sign hmm. and it should be fun i don't know i just want to do something unique for myself and something like Gets you know, like I said last week, I've been kind of in a little bit of a rut, so I've been, I've been re exciting myself with some of these ideas. Now, all that's
1: left is to actually do them, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I feel that. And I, I was just uh, at a live edge piece of walnut that I probably could split and do an epoxy like, little river board out of it, um, but instead, it's like eight quarter ish, maybe a touch heavier. And I'm going to make one of those bread bowls out of it. I just bought some wood carving discs for my angle grinder. And that's actually... That's my... The next thing I want to do after we are done recording. I'm going to go out there and just test out these discs and see see how they work. And um, I have all of these ideas that I want to do. Knives I want to make. Stuff like that. I want to get a lathe. Still working on getting a company to work with me on that one. And... Can we do a quick timeout real yeah. quick? He just, he just yeah. got
0: here, so let me, uh, give me like 10 minutes, I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. Yo,
1: yo, yo.
0: Sorry about that, was that a long yeah. time? Alright, so what did you say, you said something about carving discs?
1: Yes, so in case you guys didn't know, Tyler just left for like 30 minutes. Hey, stop barking. And no it was like no more than he fixing. also interrupted me mid-sentence so i have no idea where we left off if there is some fluidity that is not there it's because <sighs> tyler sucks okay uh <laughs> Facts. you're talking about like carving yeah. bowls and so knives you, and you, you, you got some bread new... bowl uh stop talking stop talking let me t- let me talk <laughs> um uh, like a uh it's like a wooden bowl for bread dough Um, and, uh, in the last 30 minutes when you were gone, I actually went outside to test them out and, uh, (laughs) I actually turned six, uh, rolling pins. I made a full dining set and a couple, six rolling pins.
0: Oh, you're making a joke. I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. There you go. Yeah. I see
1: it. Lights are on. No one's home. (laughs) No, but, uh, a little wooden bowl basically that you carve out with those discs. And I think they work really well. My only um, hesitation right now is it's a battery operated. That's a battery angle grinder, so I don't think it gets quite up to the speed that it needs to be really effective. Um, so we'll see how it ends up. Um, uh, this is something you bought. Like it
0: came with the grinder and the attachments, or you just bought, just bought the attachments, attachments using and your own using grinder? My own grinder.
1: Um, so Got we'll it. see. We'll see how it ends up working out. Um, Again, it was just a live edge piece of walnut that I was like, eh, I don't really want to pour epoxy for this, so we're just going to roll with uh, something else. But yeah. I gotcha.
0: So that's fun. I like that you're uh, expanding your horizons and trying
1: new yeah, things. That's what it's all about. Um, it is mm-hmm. fun. It, you know, we talked about this maybe last week or the, the episode before where for me, it. I have to, I can't do the same thing over and over and over again, especially after the coasters of uh, the end of last year. So, in order to stay interested and um, just excited about it, I got to just try new things and find out like a new item that yeah. I enjoy making. I do have mm-hmm. a Redwood coffee table out there that I j- actually just refinished before I left for California. And made some made the base out of some other redwood so it's the first time i've made a live edge desk or table of any sort that really doesn't just have metal legs on it Um, so it's like you know legs to match the top and Mm -hmm. i I don't know what i did but one of the legs is a little bit shorter um so (laughs) i think i sanded and redwood's so soft you could sand right through it with like 80 grit Um, Oh yeah. So what I'm going to end up doing is taking my router, just like I carved out my knife box, I'm basically going to inlay the base into the top and level it out that way. Um, So we'll see how that works. Um,
0: That seems like an incredibly complex way of doing that, to be honest with you. Well,
1: my router sled isn't wide enough to put the bottom under it to just re-flatten. uh-huh. Or too flat. So. Quit it.
0: That scared the crap out of I don't me. Really, I don't, stop. Go. But can you like, I mean, is it just for you? Uh, I'm just going to throw it up on Facebook Marketplace. Um, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. How how off are we talking here? Is it like
1: a quarter of an inch or are we talking like it's an inch? Half inch. Oh, geez. yeah. I, okay, which yeah. is weird. And this was kind of the thing that confused me the most about it is I cut it all on my um, miter gauge and my table saw, and I like set the stop and everything. So I have no idea how it's so much shorter. Um, I used hmm. the hand plane because that's always frustrating. When I glued it up, it was a little off, so I think I, I sanded to level it out. And, but I I couldn't have sanded a half inch. Like you yeah. know, so I'm just very confused right. as to how it happened, and I, I figured. This is a piece I've had sitting around forever, so I'll try something out with it. If it works, it works. If not, then to the fire pile it goes. Yep.
0: Yeah, I got you. I was going to say because if it was like if it was like a quarter of an inch, I was going to say just throw some leveling feet on there, and it would kind of you know you would you would
1: what's the word? No, I'm so I see for. what you, like, you would center I see it. You are saying, and so basically, my base is an H, right? It's two pieces uh-huh. and then like one piece through the middle. It's the base that's right. not level. Like the base has a slope on one side is higher than the bottom. Because when I glued up the dominoes, I did one loose and one tight tenon on each domino. Uh-huh. And so like the dominoes slid a little bit and weren't even on the top.
0: So like... Oh, oh so it's the glue up. That's yeah, the, glue the, glue issue. the issue.
1: The tabletop is fine. Um... And then I also went through the, the thought process. I
0: thought you meant that you like glued it up and one of the legs was shorter than the other. No,
1: Isn't that what you just that's said? What, well, that's what I thought. And then I looked, uh, okay. I did sand it a lot to try to level it out. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of weird <laughs> things with that project and it had metal legs on it before and I took them off to try to make this. So if these don't work, then I'll just put metal legs back on it. Like I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sweating it, but I figured just to, yeah. it's like, Really nice piece of redwood, so I would like to move it. Yeah. We'll see.
0: I gotcha. Yeah. Um I've in terms of like new projects for myself, the only thing... Something I've been saying for a really long time is a new nightstand set, which is still something I want to do, but just haven't made the time to do it. But new techniques, like you were saying, is something that I do want to get into. So like this chessboard, for example, I think I'm going to do... I don't want to say like hand tools, but I'm going to be creating... Let me try to explain it real quick. So there's going to be a base of the board, right? And it's going to have an open cavity in it that I want to have uh, little cubbies for each piece to fit in. And then the board itself will kind of like insert into it. It'll probably have like some kind of magnet situation that snaps it in place. And then I can lift it up when I'm done playing and put all the pieces in their spots. So going to be some uh, fun strategy yeah. there. And I could get super, could get super cheap with it or I guess like super cheating with it and have the CNC carve pockets. But I do think that I want to hand cut the uh, like, you know, mill some lumber really thin and create the dividers myself and cut them nicely and get it all in there. But I don't know. We'll see. I do like, I've definitely been pushing myself with the CNC doing uh, joints. I did bow ties with it recently and they turned out perfectly. And that was really exciting. And it's cool when things like that work out and saves a ton of time. And uh for those haters out there who say it's not real woodworking, I don't really care. Oh, I'm one of those can't see which That's that's kinda new. I feel like you haven't always been No, that way. I think no, so I I'll say I'll say this. I hold on, I need to time out again. Sorry. Jeez Louise. Sorry about that, a neighbor came over, of course. The neighbor I've never talked to before decides he wants to stop by.
1: Uh, so if you're new to the episode or the show, uh, Tyler just took another 30-minute break in the middle of one of my thoughts. Um, no, that one was very short. <laughs> this episode is going to be, we were on a break. <laughs> um, so, no, I I think CNC's are incredibly useful tools, and we could probably do a whole episode on this. Um, if someone is to show me a CNC bow tie, I would go, yeah, Cool. But if someone were to say,
0: "Yeah, you did that," and I was pissed off, I sent you one, and I okay, was excited about it. You're not letting me it. finish.
1: What I'm saying is, if you were to do that with a chisel and by hand and with a router, like that's impressive.
0: I'm not going to do that. I have a CNC that can do it for me.
1: Okay, I'm, that's that's Working not smarter, not harder. That's not impressive though. Like, if you want me to be amazed well, that the, like the CNC cut it perfectly, then like I'm not amazed by that. It's cool that you figured out the the dimensions and the sizing and everything, but.
0: The, the real reason I even sent it to you is because that I had sent you my original bowtie template that I had cut and it did not work mm-hmm. out the way it was planned. So I was essentially sharing to you that I finally figured out how to get my bowtie template to be perfect, which is essentially what I did. I just had the CNC cut the bowtie insert itself. I used the router and the bowtie template to carve out the – what's the word I'm looking for? Like the cavity mm-hmm. – for the bow tie inserts mm-hmm. pop into, so that's more so what I was sharing that one day that I did do the bow ties. I just I did have the CNC cut the bow tie inserts itself, which was sick because now you can do the exact same thing. I mean, assuming you're not going to try hand cutting them again, but uh, oh, I want to
1: after I doing will, my knife box. I'll send you this after doing my knife box. Although I will say the my so the thing. Before we continue, because I think we should we should actually do like a CNC thing. Um, I you you're also a full time woodworker, so having those mm-hmm. benefits to again keep the lights on and like your livelihood <laughs> make so much sense. Um, right. So I'll I'll kind of caveat it all with that um, because it does make sense to do it that way and. You can cut not only templates, but just like Slab Stitcher, you can cut templates and sell pre-cut bow ties that fit those templates. Like that right. is, again, that's a business model. But again, I'm I'm not one to be in, like, wow, by a CNC doing the work. Just the same way as a two moose design. I'll just call an name out because... All they do is CNC stuff. They're like cutting mallets out of CNCs, and I'm like, this is mm-hmm. just stupid. This isn't woodworking. This is computer programming <laughs> that you're putting wood down. This just in doggy thinks too much is stupid. <laughs> no, I don't. And what they do is like imp- impressive in the sense of they're designing these files and they're building these files and they're helping other people mm-hmm. learn their CNCs by using these files. But the actual woodworking aspect, I'm like, that, it's not. It's not. It. It's not doing it for me. Uh, you know, it's not.
0: Yeah. But that, that's just having to do with, like, what you want to follow, yeah. you know? Yep. And that's, like, kind of like what we were talking about in a past episode where I only follow people that mm-hmm. I want to follow. And those people are people who I'm inspired by or I'm with good friends mm-hmm. with. So I get that completely. And, like, yeah, they definitely do do woodworking, you know? And I feel like it's pretty comparable to what I do, I guess, where it's CNC heavy. But we still do a lot of uh like basic woodworking, I guess. Like you still got a mill lumber and do glue ups for the cutting boards that they do and whatnot. I don't even follow them. So I don't actually know what they do, but I've definitely seen their CNC files out there before. And uh, I think they do a pretty damn good job
1: with it. Yeah. And again, but uh, yeah, I
0: mean, it's definitely, it comes down to preference. I just want
1: to, I'm not knocking on them. I'm just saying that it's not like an impressive woodworking feat. That's like, Hey, you did a really good job building this file and programming this file and having the CNC do the work and then you glue it together, you know, like,
0: yeah, but you're looking at it as a woodworker perspective. Yeah. Like if that's the content you want, if to I see consume, hashtag woodworking if, and
1: that's, and you are not doing woodworking. It's your, your machine doing it. That's like a, okay, what, why is this? This is nothing like that's <laughs> I, th- I feel like if it's wood and being it's being worked by something else, not your hands. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it makes sense to me, honestly. <laughs> well, but next week's you. episode is going to be about CNCs.
1: <laughs> Um, All right, can't wait. I will uh, prepare my defense, and uh, <laughs> um, but I did want to actually because uh, we can round this episode out. Um, this episode was sponsored by No Cry Gear. Uh, again, they are an awesome company, and they just sent me a new package. Um, I got the knee, the knee pads, the kneeling pads, which I think oh, you got. Dude, I think changer. you got as well. And I don't really do much gardening, and I don't really spend a lot of time below waist level in the shop. But what I was thinking was, I when I sand boards on my outfeed table, I have like dry glue drips and, and garbage on there, and it uh, mm-hmm. I got like cutting boards that get dented on the bottom from vibrating on my workbench. Right. So yeah, um, I'm gonna just put that kneeling pad down and sand on that, and then flip it over and sand the other side, um, and that way that'll work. Like work pieces drain. aren't getting nicked and dinged and all that good stuff, but. Um, yeah, I just wanted to give No Crag Gear a quick shout out because they do make some really awesome uh, products and the glasses are crystal clear and don't fog. Yeah, and if
0: you guys haven't already, definitely go check them out. Like Doggy said, they make a lot of uh, different safety eyeglasses for different, application, excuse me, different applications, knee pads, knee pads themselves, as well as those kneeling pads that Doggy's talking about, gloves, they have apparel, they have uh, different kind of face masks and all that jazz, so if you haven't already, definitely go check them out. And like Doggy said, I think it's about time we go wrap this up. i got to go get back out in the shop and get yeah, some work done. Yeah, I ate lunch
1: right before this episode and now it's dinner time with all the breaks that we've taken. <laughs> He's exaggerating. Everybody don't fall into his crap.
0: So without further ado, we will call episode three right now. Thanks to Cry Gear and peace, peace. out, Doggy. And Sorry, peace out I'm trying to time else. it. Peace. Peace, 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 peace.